and then you need an army of people behind it to keep it up and running uh, it's almost as easy to train a human being on it then why would i spend the money on technology welcome to the gbs masterminds podcast the one and only platform for global business service leaders to share their experiences of building world class shared service organizations my name is sashi narahari founder and ceo of hyradius and i'll be your host Today I'm honored to host Puneet Uppal, a business leader with over 30 years of experience. Over his career, Puneet has worked with some of the most reputed organizations such as Mondelez, Genpak and PwC. He is currently serving as the head of GBS at Diageo. Puneet, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you Sashi for having me. Glad to be here. All right Puneet, we'll get started with a brief background about yourself. Can you tell us like maybe like your career journey? Yeah, sure. So, like you said, almost 30 years ago I started um, out as a chartered accountant in corporate finance uh, with Crompton Greaves, just like probably most chartered accountants would want to at that time. And I also had a stint with during that time in the first sort of 4 to 5 years with TCS and Coopers and Labrin dabbling in consulting as a financial analyst and and doing a few things there. the next chapter really for from a shared services perspective for me started with ge capital international services in india uh when this team was being pulled together for uh the first first attempt at doing anything related to finance and accounting operations in the in the shared services space and it was it was a lot of fun uh with me you know a laptop on my bag and touring different uh, ge businesses meeting the controllers and cfos trying to see how we could build a solution for doing finance and accounting work out of india have we had a lot of success uh, eventually in the within the first 6 uh, odd years uh, we grew to almost about uh, 14000 people uh, in a captive setup and that's when ge decided to monetize the asset and and that led to the birth of genpack uh, at that time i was a global fpna leader for genpack uh, through that deal process and then uh, moved back to client servicing uh which eventually landed me in the US to manage one of our largest relationships uh, which was with Wells Fargo uh, outside of the GE business itself uh and then i had the opportunity to work with several different clients uh in several different industries which gave which which really taught me you know no matter which industry you go to finance is finance right and and a lot of shared services and standards are shared services and standards the outcomes may be different the recipients of your services might be different but at its core the solutioning uh tenets were were pretty similar uh and then after a while of doing that i i got this excellent opportunities to move to mondelez to uh sort of go on the other side of the table and set up gbs for them uh they already had a gbs for several years but but it needed to be brought to the next level especially as they were separating from craft it was like a birth of a new 25 26 billion dollar company and and there was a very interesting agenda and and i was excited to be there to grow uh uh what eventually ended up being almost a 5000 person strong uh, mondelez business services unit uh, and then very recently in september i moved to london uh, to work at diageo uh, leading shared services for the company so that that in a nutshell is my is my career and lived on three continents and and worked in several companies congratulations on your new role at diageo thank you thank you shashi so puneet so i'm going to ask you looks like you have very uh, all rounded experience you started your career as an accountant then with uh, ge genpack then you went to the to the actual uh, client side uh, with mondelez and audiagio so i'm going to ask you the six dead or alive debated questions in the gbs space today first one is uh, 
in 10 years do you think bpos for outsourcing will be dead or alive this is an interesting thing and and i have to break up to be able to answer this question in dead or alive i think conceptually it will be alive so let, let me take the dead or alive out of the equation however the condition to it being alive will be uh how good are these organization at servicing the clients at the end of that business process uh whether you do outsource whether you do insource whether you do some other model doesn't matter but if you understand that you are here to service the needs of your customers and suppliers and stakeholders and employees and you're running that business process effectively for the company increasing the velocity of of what's going through that to actually meet the speed of business requirements today i think it will very much be alive all right so maybe like an extension of that question this is in regards to the physical service centers in 10 years will large centralized service centers be dead or alive especially given the covid effect for the past two years there is all this talk about work from anywhere and as you know bpos are in this big large processing center so i'm curious what do you think about that concept uh, 10 years from now look uh, again <laughs> i don't know if i want to plan for 10 years uh, but if you ask me a dead or alive question i think a, a good chunk of this will be alive but doing very different things like i said the companies uh, including diageo for example or or back in mondelez when i was there or if you go to the other side of the table for accentures and genpacks of the world preserving the culture of the organization driving collaboration driving value for their clients whether internal stakeholders or or external stakeholders if you are a captive you are always worried about internal stakeholders i think all of that will be very very much in demand and therefore alive so it's it's not a question of large big centers i mean even that is debatable right there's a large center where 10000 people go to work or a large one where 1000 people go to work i think what will what will drive their existence is the value they're able to deliver to the business all right i'm going to switch from uh, the actual uh, operations itself to technology couple of questions the third one is on rpa in the next 10 years do you think rpa in the current form so specifically if you think about the rpa in the current form it is the as is screen flow automation of course those vendors are also evolving that whole concept of as is screen flow automation do you think it will be dead or alive 10 years from now i don't know if you want to call it you got lucky or not but i think you have run into the first dead as an answer okay uh, and, and i frankly think uh it's probably already dead and the reason i say that is not because automations don't make sense or we can't do it but it is almost becoming beginning to look to me like the first year of labor arbitrage right in the old times uh the first year there is again uh, you see some immediate benefit but because pure play rpa does not carry the intelligence portion or pairing of the human intelligence next to it uh the benefits die out very quickly uh processes are dynamic demands are dynamic systems are dynamic you change two or three parameters two or three screens to change the user experience or meet the user experience expectations and the bot fails and then you need an army of people behind it to keep it up and running uh it's almost as easy to train a human being on it then why would i spend the money on technology trying to build a bot right so it all depends like you said these companies are also evolving and learning fast and they better keep pace at it but in its current form it it's not going anywhere i think it's dead All right, got it. I'm going to. The fourth question is another technology, which is artificial intelligence, which, as we know, very different, not the same as RPA. But what are your thoughts of AI in GBS in ten years from now? Let me add a little bit more context here, right? So I think you could say AI. There is a lot of hype, but at the same time, Google is betting the farm on AI. If you look at the amount of investments, 
if you look at like somebody like tesla so i want to um, my question is more specific to gbs not ai at large knowing <laughs> that being a gbs leader what are your thoughts on ai and would it be dead or alive specifically as an application within gbs oh, 100% i think this will be the front runner in all investments even in in business services or shared services because the biggest push we companies want to drive today is it's all about getting in a productive mode versus a reactive mode uh, and the only way you can do that is by picking up your trends picking up what you are sensing in the market putting it on an engine that is that allows you to predict business outcomes and therefore also help you predict the actions you need to take to get to those results so definitely there and alive uh, shashi i believe all right we'll go to the fifth question this is kind of back to the service center locations india as a service center location in 10 years given the consistent wage increases growing inflation rates will india as a top, top choice for service centers be dead or alive i think it's friday so i'm in a very positive mode i think it will be alive <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think it will be alive but but it cannot be taken for granted just like almost anything else right if india continues to build skills at scale it will be alive uh, just inflation will won't won't kill it because inflation is everywhere uh, whether you you go to the us where i i've been for the last 14 years or now here in london in 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 trying to look for talent globally and here there is shortage everywhere there is inflation everywhere so i don't think that's a killer the killer will be are the skills compatible with what the industry needs and and the stakeholders of these business services need got it yeah it's kind of interesting i mean this is something that i can relate to because inflation in general a lot of countries have but i do think that there is a lot of wage increase and there is a continuous increase of attrition so you higher skills so what do you think about that the, the other two parameters of the wage increases and how sustainable is it as well as the uh, the attrition generally tends to be higher too because you're investing a lot in training and l&d and upskilling what do you think about those two factors i think the solution to managing attrition better is getting better with the topics we discussed earlier artificial intelligence automation of your work processes standardization uh making sure that even if there is attrition it doesn't matter to you right i want to make it a non event if it is there it's there big deal i know how to deal with it uh when it comes to wage inflation like i said i'm i'm ready to pay higher wages but if it also brings higher skill with it right that value to inflation ratio if that is in sync with what is the requirement of my business now i think it is a positive virtuous cycle which is which yields better results than controlling inflation i think inflation is okay if if it brings value there's nothing wrong with it got it all right so then the sixth dead or alive question the big question the fate of gbs itself will gbs as an organization i mean it's going through a lot of evolution it started with a certain purpose 20 years ago and there's a continuous evolution what do you think about gbs as an organization will it be dead or alive uh, i think it will be alive for all the reasons like i said more and more market facing resources commercial teams sales teams innovation teams uh, all of them want to get closer and closer to the consumer and the customer right especially again uh, in the cpg space i'm i'm 100% sure in financial services or every other industry it's the same story and it is these it is these organizations at the center that if they continue to provide value predictive analytics predictive uh, faster decision making driving standards increasing the velocity of processes and the speed at which the business can be conducted the ease with which our suppliers and customers can engage with us i think if you drive those parameters which we are focusing big time at diageo as well 
if you focus on that, definitely, uh, I would almost say more relevant than even today. So very much alive. All right. Then maybe just a last question here. What would be your advice to the other GBS leaders? What's most important for them to keep their eyes on for success? I think the theme of today, in, in, in or today's conversation, Sashi, and, and you and I have, have chatted about this in, in some of our other forums we've been together at is it's all about talent. So, so I ran into this excellent uh, equation recently in, in with one of my partners, and it, it basically said performance equals potential minus interference. So the way I'm thinking about this thing today is get the best talent on board, work with your business and stakeholders and know what objectives need to be met, set those goals, have a strong governance mechanism in place and get out of their way. That's my focus and uh, has been for a while and, and will continue to stay like that. That's all I would I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. So at High Radius, we use this term called uh, the three P's, players, playbooks, and player analytics. And uh, if you just think of a sports analogy, it's all about the players, finally. Yeah. And then the coach's yeah. job yeah. is to figure out a way to assemble them to get them into the right direction. Puneet, yeah. so this has been a very insightful conversation. Definitely, it is a lucky Friday because you only <laughs> killed one, which is RPA. You kept five alive. It's very interesting because we're getting these different perspectives from various GBS leaders. So I'm sure your input as an as a one of these episodes would be super valuable. So thank you so much. It was a delight to have you on the GBS Masterminds today. Thanks, Ashi. You have a good weekend. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. That was the GBS Masterminds podcast. For more information, visit gbsmasterminds.com and make sure to search for GBS Masterminds in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And on behalf of the team here at High Radius, thanks for listening.